Welcome into 20th and Blake here on the Mile High Sports Podcast Network. I am your host, Drew Creaseman, and as always, I'm excited to be talking some Colorado Rockies baseball with you here on the show. And I've got what I imagine is going to be a relatively short one for you here today. That's because I wanted to dive as deep as I can into one topic and really just stick on what is going on right now with Ezekiel Tovar, because I'm very interested. Obviously, this is one of the players who's the most intriguing right now on the Rockies, right? And so there's a lot going on with him where the statistics are pretty bad in a lot of ways, but I'm going to get into talking about why I think that's the case, what I think the Rockies are are thinking when it comes to him, where they, they see a potential improvement coming, and what, if anything, is to be done about his slow start, as it were. So let me begin with just the facts and and mostly, honestly, getting a lot of the, the negativity out of the way at the top. So Tovar is hitting, so far on the year, 200. Oof. On basing 250. Double oof. And slugging only 289. That That's a triple oof right there. WRC plus of 30, which is if you were to carry that out, that'd be among the worst numbers uh, in all of baseball, right? You, usually the worst qualified hitters, you know, Tony Wolters back when he was one of the worst uh, qualified hitters because he had to play enough for that 2018 Rockies team, right? Because he was so good catching, but so bad hitting was around that like 35, 36 range. So Tovar from a results production standpoint has been uh, about as as bad as you can be, uh, other than obviously remembering Brendan Rodgers a year ago, right, in his first month of the season, where he basically went 0 for April, right? And at the very least, you do have uh, a couple of base hits here for Tovar, a couple of walks. Uh, he's driven in four runs. He scored six runs. Uh, so, uh, and, and he's got a couple of doubles to his name so far. So that's you know, again, if you're looking at silver linings. Now, if you're looking for silver linings, usually in this case, one of the places you would go is say, well, is he at the very least putting the ball in play, having pretty good at bats? Now, this is where it gets nuanced and tricky and interesting. So he's striking out 27.1% of the time. So again, way too much, especially for a player like him who, while he's got some pop in there, uh, and, and he's shown that off throughout the minor leagues the last couple of years, he's probably not ever going to be like a 30-plus home run guy, right? So he, he can't be one of those guys who can afford to strike out 26 27% of the time and still be very successful. So that strikeout rate is way too high. The walk rate is actually all right at 6.3%, and that is one thing inside of his at-bats if we get really into the nitty-gritty for just a second where I do feel like he's doing a decent job of seeing a number of pitches. Now, you can go to his baseball savant page and still there, his chase rate isn't good. He's in the 39th percentile. So again, for a refresher on it's early in the season, just to remember uh, where all of this is, right? If you're in the, for example, his sprint speed is in the 83rd percentile. This is the best thing he's done so far, right? So that means that there's only a handful of guys in Major League Baseball who are running faster at full speed, uh, according to the, the measuring tools that we use, than Ezekiel Tovar right now, right? You've got about 17% uh, 
uh, of guys out there who can run faster than them. So on the flip side of it, when you've got a chase rate that chase rate that is in the 39th or or 40th percentile, that means you're in the bottom half of the league in terms of chasing pitches. Now that number, you know, could be much lower where a lot of his other numbers are. Exit velocity 13th percentile, right? Hard hit percentage 7th percentile. Expected uh, slugging percentage, third percentile. That means there's only 2% of players in baseball who, based on their contact profile, are expected to slug lower than what Tovar has this year. That number is, well, uh, almost as low as it can go. Obviously, it can go too lower. He could be one. He could be the worst expected slugging guy in all of the major leagues. He's just barely not that, right? And, and across the board, none of these numbers are good. The strikeout rate is the 25th percentile. Again, that's not epically terrible, but it's bad. Uh, the walk rate a little bit better, but in the 29th percentile, all of these things can be made better. So there's really not a lot other than, like I said, I feel like there have been several key at bats where at the very least he's taken the pitches that are outside of the zone, swung mostly at pitches that are inside of the zone. That is until he gets to two strikes. And as a young ball player, he's definitely having a lot of at bats right now, I feel, where the at-bat is, is going mostly decently, at least in terms of swinging at pitches that are in the zone and laying off of pitches that are outside the zone. Problem is, he's fouling off or swinging and missing at those early pitches that he's getting that are strikes. And he's finding himself in a lot of two-strike counts, 3-2 three -two counts, 2-2 two -two counts, and then he's chasing. Right, That's where he's getting a lot of the swings and misses. That's where he's getting a lot of these 27% of the strikeout issues. And so while these numbers are, again, about as bad as they can get outside of his sprint speed, which isn't going to change, you know, that's just, <laughs> that just is what it is, regardless of whether or not you're making contact or not. I do think that there are some reasons to believe that uh, just tightening up in a few places, and a lot of them are, like I said, these key two-strike at-bats or approaches, either laying off the stuff, the, the bendy stuff that he's getting in those counts or more than likely one of the big solutions to this is going to have to be him making better contact earlier in at bats when he's firing away at that first or second or third pitch of the at bat the one one pitch he does a lot of first pitch swinging the entire team does I really wish they would stop that kind of across the board I think this is a team I think the Rockies in general throughout all of their history need to be as patient as anyone in the league. I think being overly aggressive when you play in the most chaotic environment in terms of both at home and then when you go away, these just environmental extremes, right? The more pitches you can see, the slower you can take the game, the more you give an opportunity for the other team to maybe beat themselves a little bit by offering up a walk or whatever else, not trying to force the issue, uh, I think is better for this team and they've kind of always been too aggressive in terms of their free swingers. Sometimes that's just the type of ball player that you have. Uh, sometimes that's coaching, but I would like to see Tovar along with basically everybody else in the lineup, just swing a little bit less often, unless that first pitch really is a big fat honking mistake, but they're swinging at the first pitch out of the zone far too often. All of that said, I do think that Tovar is in a better place than we've seen a lot of other young players who've really struggled this way. I mentioned Rodgers earlier, and last season wasn't even his rookie year, right? We remember back to 
Rogers' like first 100 plate appearances in the big leagues, he looked completely lost up there. He was striking out on three pitches a lot of the times. And then when he did make contact, it was weak, roll him over, ground balls. Even some of his hits were like just kind of lucky hits, right? And we've seen Rodgers be able to turn himself into, uh, really by the end of last year, he was slightly above league. He ended the year as a league average hitter, but remember his first month, he went over the month, right? So to pull the numbers up from league average after that fact inherently means that for most of last season, he was an above league average hitter. And I could see Tovar doing something similar where, you know, we look back and at the end of the year, his offensive numbers are, are pretty solid, obviously right now. They're rough, and you've got to give them the opportunity to work through it. Something that's worth remembering, and I'm sure most people listening to this are familiar and aware, but it it is worth repeating a couple of times that Ezekiel Tovar is the second youngest player in all of Major League Baseball, at least as of opening day. I I know the the Angels are about to call up a prospect, and, and you never know when you say something like that, and then somebody gets called up, and now they're the youngest guy, right? But on opening day... After Jordan Walker, who is just a kind of remarkable specimen and, and a unicorn in a lot of ways, and we got to get a look at him as the Cardinals swung through Coors Field in the last week, but other than him, Tovar's the youngest guy in baseball. And like I said, Walker's kind of this r- remarkable unicorn situation where uh, y- you very rarely find uh, a 20-year-old in the game like that. And so... As, as the 21-year-olds, there are only three of them in Major League Baseball right now. It's Ezekiel Tovar, Gunnar Henderson with the Orioles, and Anthony Volpe, who made the Yankees opening day roster and is one of the most touted prospects in baseball, right? And so it is worth remembering just how young he is, just how incredible it is that he's already earned his way to the big leagues. And like I said, looking through that lens of... Yeah, he's not getting the results he wants right now. He's not making the contact that he wants right now. But there's plenty in there where you see if he can tighten it up just a little bit, I think you're going to see him start to make that kind of progress. And I do think that the Rockies are going to be patient here and wise with him as well they should be, right? For one, there really isn't another middle infielder who's demanding playing time right now. You've You've linked yourself to Ezekiel Tovar, right? This is your guy, at least until he proves through a couple of seasons of not doing it that then maybe he's not going to do it. But for right now, it's very early in his career. You can't do anything that even resembles pulling the plug uh, unless they feel like mechanically he has something that he needs to change, and that's the issue right now. And and I really don't think it is. His swing looks fine. Uh, Everything that you know, it is a mechanical thing at the plate. And I'm no expert, but it looks at least normal to me. Defensively, he's been fine to at times very good. Yes, he's done a couple of rookie, you know, oops, maybe could have, should have, would have had that one. And in the future, I think he will. Uh, I'll say this, if you all remember, like, you know, Trevor's story was pretty rough his rookie year defensively and obviously turned into a gold gold glove caliber defender. Ezekiel Tovar has already shown off uh, some pretty fantastic skills uh, at shortstop, but there there have been one or two plays where you go, yeah, yeah, that was a bit of inexperience or or hurriedness or jitters, whatever it is, that anxious energy that you have when you're 21 and it's your first year and you're a rookie, as opposed to you know when you're 25, 26 years old. So I am of the opinion that Tovar is going to come around and probably 
you know, relatively soon. I, I It's definitely frustrating to see that there hasn't been production there. But like I said, oddly enough, we've seen worse, right? We've seen guys look far more lost at the plate through their first 50 at-bats or, or whatever it is. Uh, and oh, I wasn't even going back to last year, but then you've got a little bit over 50 plate appearances for him now. So we're still in the very early days here. And, you know, again, while the process stuff in terms of the strikeout numbers being bad, if you really go inside each plate appearance, you see a guy who's tracking pitches, who's doing a mostly pretty good job. He's just losing the key moment almost every single time right now. And that's why I think uh, he's like to, you know, he just needs that one mistake pitch that he runs into with the barrel, drives one into the gap. Gets that feel of running around the bases a little bit. Maybe puts one over the wall. He's absolutely got that kind of pop. And I expect him to hit over 10 home runs this year. And all of that. And I still think he's going to get himself back into some of the rookie of the year conversation. Again, we're we're talking here about a 13-game uh, sample size, right? It's very, very small. But I did want to address it because I was noticing that right now on paper, he's just the worst hitter on the team by far. And I could see people looking in and being like, ah, you maybe give this guy a break. Or some people even thinking, ah, do they need to send him down to AAA to work on some things because it's been so bad? And it is one of those times where you've got to separate process from results uh, quite a bit, especially this early on. And when the guy's 21, and as we've talked about, while the Rockies didn't fully commit to this idea by carrying either Nolan Jones or Michael Tolia instead of bringing in Jerks and Profar, they have committed to this idea with both Elaurys Montero and Ezekiel Tovar. And when you go in on something like that, even if it's going to cost you games in a season like this, you know you've got to stick with it. And so I do expect that they're going to basically give him an endless leash for this season unless it gets so bad that they feel like just for his sake they've got to send him down. But honestly, I, I like I said, I don't see it getting that bad because I don't just see him going up there and flailing and having ugly at-bats and striking out on three pitches. Like CJ Crone has had some far uglier at-bats in the last four or five games than what Tovar is putting together right now, right? He's quiet up there. He looks comfortable in the box. He's just not getting the results right now. So obviously at some point you do need to get the results. At some point it, it does start to become a thing, you know, no matter how mentally tough you are, if your process is solid and you're just not hitting the ball. Like I said, it's not even like he's hitting a line drives right at guys right now. He's not hitting the ball hard at all, uh, but he will. It's going to start to come around from him. He needs to be patient with himself. The Rockies need to be patient with him. I think most fans are on board with this and understanding that with these young players, you've got to be patient and they're going to have their ups and downs. And right now it's worth enjoying that, you know, Montero has been as solid as he has been and, and start rooting for Nolan Jones to find his way into the mix here because he was so fantastic in AAA, though. Unfortunately, the roster math is going to be a little bit difficult for him there. So that's what I have for you on Ezekiel Tovar. Like I said, going to be a little bit of a brief one today, but wanted to just dive into that one topic. I do think he's going to come around. I think it's still fun watching him have it batch. If there's any little things out there that you all have noticed about Ezekiel Tovar, let me know. I would love to continue having this conversation. Uh, he just is one of the most interesting players in the entire organization right now. And we're going to have to keep a very close eye on him 
as the Rockies go throughout the rest of the season, and so we will do so. Thank you all for listening in to this episode of 20th and Blake. Make sure you're checking out all the other podcasts here on the Mile High Sports Podcast Network and getting all your written content over at milehighsports.com. Also, don't forget to subscribe to Mile High Sports on YouTube, Instagram, and all that good stuff. Thank you all for continuing to be absolutely awesome out there. You know that I will continue to be absolutely Drew Creaseman in here. And until next time, I will see you at the ballpark.